Hello everyone, um, my name is Edgar, welcome to the Football Chronicles, uh, it's great to have you all here today, um, with one more week uh, of soccer, well really not that much soccer actually happened, um, but we're here to talk about what happened and what's going on this week. I have here, uh, as always, Sebas, Sebastian Garcia, Sebas say hi. Hi Edgar, how are you? I'm good man, how are you? Doing great, man. Lots of the things to talk today. Yeah, apparently, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't think there would be, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was very surprised. Uh, and uh, I guess I you know, definitely uh, want to give a warm welcome to someone else that is joining us this week. Uh, my friend Justin is going to be helping us bring a new perspective uh, to our podcast. So, uh, Justin, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Edgar and Sebas. Uh, excited to be joining and talking some soccer with you guys. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Awesome. We're really, really excited to have you. Yeah, thank have you, you for the reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's our transfer of the summer market. <laughs> he's the transfer of the summer market for us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just like Cristiano went to Juventus, Justin came to, to the Football Chronicles team. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Almost exactly. as expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are expecting, I, I think so. We are expecting a lot of jerseys to be sold and, you know, like... <laughs> marketing campaigns and stuff like that. And to win a Champions League, clearly, because that's what Juventus wants. <laughs> so, right. yep. um, so anyway, so yeah, let's. I mean, guys, uh, obviously there's a lot of transfers this this week, and I, we all know the markets are coming to to a close. So why don't we start talking about that? I mean, I think there's there's quite a bit, quite a few things to discuss. Well, yeah, right now one is uh, one transfer that is like happening is Kepa, right, from Atlet from Atletico Bilbao. Apparently he's gonna be a new goalie at Chelsea, so that's something that is still going on, right? Yeah. But uh, it's like 80 million euros. They're talking about about 80 million euros. That's way a lot of money for a goalkeeper, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that release clause is really kind of the the big thing holding that up. Um, but Abramovich yeah. has already said he's willing to pay what he has to because they're expecting Courtois to leave, right? So they have to replace him right away. And you know what's funny is that it it seems like a lot of money, but Liverpool paid seventy two millions for Al- for oh, Alisson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, eight millions more for Kepa doesn't really I mean, seem. To, to compete in the Premier League, you need a, a league goaltender. I, I mean, mean, there's no question. Clearly, though, the market has gone insane. Oh yeah. Uh, we're discussing. Um, I was just reading earlier that De Gea cost twenty five or twenty three millions to Manchester wow. City seven years ago. Wow. So imagine, I mean, that, that is <laughs> that is crazy. a massive jump, and it, it oh, did yeah. seem like a lot of money back then. So just you know, think about what it looks like today. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's one that is. I I hope it happens. I mean, it will be good to have a new Spanish goalkeeper in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be good also for Spain. I don't know, like because uh, <laughs> they think they are in need of new blood in their national team for like the goalies. But the head's pretty young, isn't he? Yeah, he's young. How old yeah. is he? 27. 26, 27. Yeah, 27. something like that. That's pretty young. He's right in his prime. I mean, he's still got a good five. Another World Cup in him, at least. But he didn't. Yeah, probably. He didn't do really well in the, in the World Cup. I think that's. I think to your point, Seba, so they definitely do need some competition. But, you know, the Spanish, I think more than any other team, have a lot of. Um, what, how do you call this? Like, like generational change. Uh, oh, yeah. Have a lot of really young players that are coming up, like Bellerin, 
or Odria Sola, the, the, that kid that was signed by Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Um, just to, on that topic of, of, of Kepa, what I thought was interesting is that last week or so, um, there were talks about Oblak from Atletico Madrid moving to Chelsea. Um, and I, a week ago, I thought that was a done deal, but apparently it's not, and now it seems it's going to be Kepa. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see how that turns out and what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what else I have heard? I heard that Modric uh, is also trying to find another place, another team to 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 play. Apparently, it's going to be Inter Milan. Um, he's already like uh, about like how old is he? Like 32, 31. So probably the, his next team, he's like trying to secure a career for like you know the last leg of his career. So that's probably why he's trying to right. move outside. Real Madrid. I am surprised to hear that because I really thought he'd stay there. I thought that uh, Florentino Perez would do whatever it takes to keep him. And it honestly, it just gives me this feeling that after Ronaldo left, it kind of opened the gates for everyone to be like, all right, see ya. I'm leaving too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's going to be good for him anyway. Like, I think that now if he moves to Inter Milan, the, the Serie A is going to be so exciting. You know, like all with Ronaldo and him moving there and, you know, Higuain is staying in Milan, he's moving to Milan and there are going to be a lot of changes. They're definitely investing a lot of money the, in this transfer market. So I wish, uh, I, I, I hope it happens. It will be exciting to see. So, and some good news, just kind of thinking about Serie A and how uh, it's going to be better this year, hopefully more competition, there was just a deal struck, so they'll be uh, broadcasting games on ESPN. Really? So we'll be able to actually see, yeah, we'll be able to actually see some Serie A, some Ronaldo, and some of those other great teams and players, um, which wow. was difficult last season and season yeah. before, so it's a really big deal um, for, I didn't for know fans that. who want to see, you know, Serie A. That's uh, yeah. fascinating. Oh, those hundred million dollars that Juventus paid for Cristiano Ronaldo seem like nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're now. paying off for sure. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, I didn't know that, Justin. That's yeah, that's that was just incredible. announced today. Yeah, they just announced a new multi-year deal with ESPN and ESPN Plus. Um, more than three hundred forty uh, matches will air this year, um, including Ronaldo's debut with Juventus on August eighteenth. So, um, yeah, we'll get. Uh, Do you know who Juventus is playing against? That that match, the debut. Uh, who do they play? Yeah, but any it's super exciting to see that. I mean, because you know, in the US, it's it's hard to get connected to to, to follow this yeah. area, and, and with this deal, it will be awesome. That that's definitely you know like more audience and stuff. So. Yeah, normally it's Premier League so easy to watch because it comes on for me in the mornings and it's right. on NBC and NBC Sports every week. So, and it's in English, you know, and it's, <laughs> e- it's easier. Helps. It's very accessible, and they've done yeah. a really good job of making it accessible for so many. It's in America to follow the teams and to get to know them really well. And I think some of the other leagues are falling falling a little bit behind in that. And I think this is an opportunity for them to really broaden their audience in the US and with a star like Ronaldo, this is the perfect time to do it. So. It really is. Yeah. It, man, just the impact of Ronaldo moving to to Juventus just it, it seems to be so massive. Uh, creating opportunity just for the league itself to be broadcasted everywhere in the world. That's Again, those hundred million dollars don't yeah. seem like much 
right I, I said this at the time because this has been the summer of I know you probably know this but ton, a lot of athletes have, have made some big changes one of the most notable of course being LeBron James to the LA Lakers Right. and I said at the time that's huge but you, Ronaldo to Juventus is honestly bigger from a world scale I mean he literally just brought a network to America right yeah. exactly so, yeah. that is incredible <laughs> that's right that's right. a really interesting perspective. He brought a network to America. Yeah, <laughs> the quote of the episode so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really nice. I mean, I wonder like when, like, uh, if they're going to do the same, for example, if, uh, with the Champions League and stuff, you know? But yeah. The Champions League, so so it's, it's you can watch it on like Fox, I think Fox Sports 1, some, some special channels, but it's not normally broadcast on like the, the basic broadcast channels, right. so... You know, you have to go a little bit out of your way to watch them, especially some of the earlier matches. So it'll be interesting to see. And, and at some uh, point, they changes. were broadcasting them on Facebook, weren't they? Yeah, some of them were broadcast on on social media. I think. Yeah, I think. like Facebook Live or something. I remember wow. just being at work and not doing much and just watching the games on my computer. Yeah. 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 Well, anyhow, well, the other one that is moving out of Madrid, everybody's trying, it's, it's like a sinking boat. It's like the Titanic. <laughs> That's okay, what I'm everybody's trying to leave, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mateo Kovacic is also leaving, which for me was surprising because he's only 24-year-old and he did a great workup with Croatia. And he never, he was never able to fit in any coach in Real Madrid for the mm -hmm. three years that he played there. So I think they told him, okay, you're going to have a chance right now to play. Right. And he said, I don't trust you anymore. So I went out. So <laughs> I wanted to go somewhere else. So apparently what I, what I read is that he's not even going to trainings. Like he said, I'm not going to go to any trainings or follow any of your directions until wow. I find a place to go. That's like... That's harsh. Mm. That's, you know, Dembele, Osman Dembele did something like that to move from Borussia Dortmund to Barcelona, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. right? It was a big deal. I mean, it was, I think, I, I get it from the perspective of the player, you know, you want to play because this sport doesn't last that long, um, but it's also kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know, I think it's good because, you know, if you are 24 years old and you're in the prime of your career, the, thi yeah. the one thing that you want to do is play, you know, yeah. especially if you are that young. So you see this in other sports too, especially here in the U.S. You see players holding out for contracts. You know, right now there's just tons of things that are happening in the NFL offseason as they're getting closer to the season. Players that don't feel like they're getting paid fairly, they're holding out. They're refusing to go to practice because they said, oh, I'm not going until you pay me or you do something with me. Same thing happened in the NBA with, you know, Kawhi Leonard and some of these other superstars that have, have essentially refused to play for teams. So you're seeing the same thing in soccer where players are in their primes. They want to play. They want to get on the field. And they can't do it at the current club because of the current situation they're in or whatever. I mean, it's it's kind of like the power shifting from these clubs and all their money right. they have to the players and their willingness to step on a pitch. To, to the players saying, yeah, sure, but you need me to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even though you pay my, you, you want to pay whatever you want, I, I am still the one that, I'm still the product at the end of the right. day. I think Neymar last year really, that was such a huge move. You know, it really changed a right. lot. I remember the day and the time when it happened. I was in my apartment. I think I was to take a nap, <laughs> and and I saw the news break. I saw it on Instagram that Neymar posted something saying that he was leaving, and it made me cry a little because yeah. I really didn't want him to. I thought he would do great at Barcelona, 
Um, and I still but, think he made a mistake. I don't, yeah, I think for him this time in PSG has been like a vacation, like you know, <laughs> like a sabbatical. Yeah, I don't think he has done that great of a job. But. I, I think, guys, we need to talk about one of the biggest transfers actually. And I, you know, we, we discussed here in the week, and I don't even think we mentioned it. It's the Vidal move to Barcelona. Oh, Arturo yeah. Vidal moving to Barcelona. Yeah. I was so surprised. I, I never even heard a rumor about that until it happened. I don't understand that strategy at all. You know, if you are trying, if you are trying to renew a player, I don't know why you get one that is thirty-one year old. Yeah, if you're you trying know? to renew your, your your roster, like make it younger, make it fresher, make it. Yeah, I agree. It just really, to me, like to me, Arturo Vidal is an extraordinary player. Yeah, he's like, really good. Yeah. Really good. Ex- he extraordinary, but he's past his prime to me. Uh, now him, because yeah, I said the same thing with Paulinho, and when he played, I thought he played well. Um, so I mean, he may surprise us, but it just really seems like they've got a player past his prime. Um, but you I, know, know, I guess I'm ready to be surprised. For for me, it's the same thing as Ronaldo moving to to Juventus because I think Ronaldo right now he's in a good time and he, he you know he he plays really well and he's in the prime, let's say, of his career, right? But he's not gonna last that much because of his age, right? So. Juventus, this move that he, that they did was more for marketing purposes and than actually to renew the rooster or to get like a more consolidated team. And what is interesting about this player moving to Barcelona is that he doesn't bring the marketing with him, you know? Oh, yeah. So he's... No, not at all. I don't think there's any player that can do that but no, Ronaldo. No. But I mean, like, maybe, like... Some maybe. others can, maybe, yeah, even, I don't know, but this guy doesn't, it's not very, like, commercial, you know, like, so I don't well, know. Well, he's a bit of an asshole, too, I mean, yeah, yeah. we hate him, like, Peruvians hate him, um, <laughs> so, I mean, so, he's you good, know. he'll start right away, right, he'll be a, uh, an important player for probably two, three years, you know, he's 31, he'll play for a few years, and maybe... The problem is it, it holds a place up from somebody else that's younger, you know, that's probably coming up to the academy that they want to see in first team. Or, or I was expecting to see Pogba there, to be completely frank with you guys. Like, uh, I was expecting Barcelona to go out and get a player that is young, that is good, that is a superstar, and put him there, put him there to be, to honestly, to take Iniesta's uh, spot. That's what I was expecting to see. So seeing Vidal there, who, you know, amazing player, won the only two Copa Americas that Chile has ever won, yeah. and they need to remember that. Um, you know. But who failed to qualify to the World Cup. Yes. You have exactly. to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, seeing that, it, it was just a bit of a shock, because I, I guess, you know, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a shock if you hear names like Pogba. You know, won the World Cup, superstar, played really well, uh, and Vidal, who maybe hasn't been on the spotlight for the last several months. Uh, I don't know. Again, just my perspective, right? How surprising it was to see. Pogba po- needs another year. I mean, his year at Man United was so rough last year. He needs more time, and I don't know if him and Jose are just—they're just not compatible. I think that's what it is. You know, or if he just needs to go somewhere. I. I I'm just. I hope that works itself out. I mean, he's coming off of literally the greatest summer he could have because he just won the World yeah, Cup. So. And he played really well, Justin. Yeah, and he did. He played fantastic. So, I mean, Jose's got to start. Like, he was being pulled from games at the end of last season yeah. at Man United. Like, it's it was crazy. So, to me, he's got to have a fresh start. Give him some time. Put him in there. 
you know, let him play and then let that play out. But I, you're right. If we're talking about this in January or in next summer of Pogba in a Barcelona uniform, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Well, any other transfer? Have you, like, have you guys heard anything about the hair? Um, the hair. Um, no. No, no right? I don't think he's going anywhere yet. At least not right now. But, but there were rumors about him moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he's gonna. He's probably not gonna. He's gonna see where he is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I the the one I did here was, and this is a funny one, because I didn't realize he was still playing there. Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually because I think he was on loan last season, Justin, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He uh, he's m- leaving f- for real now, Manchester City to join Burnley. Yes. Uh, for the season. Right. That's right. Yeah. Huh. So there were some emotional posts from some Man City players today. I saw, you know, uh, oh, we're going to miss you. What a gentleman, great player. I mean, his ties. He was he was a prolific goalkeeper for a few years there. He won them a title, right? So right. You have to give him his due, but yeah, I mean, they have a younger, better keeper that they're he, happy with. So. Where is he, he going to? Burnley. Burnley, yeah. Is that a championship no. team? No, they're a Premier League side. They're, they are. They're oh. top, They're maybe, I think that they finished in the top... Ten? Maybe ten last year. Yeah, they, uh, they, they have this... I know about them because the forward for New Zealand plays uh, Chris forward. Wood. Plays for, for, for New Zealand. <laughs> well, and the reason why I know about New Zealand is because they played against Peru in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That <laughs> so that's how my knowledge comes. And this dude, Chris Wood. I mean, he's a rough. I mean, he's. I, I liked him. He's a very good number nine. Uh, he's very big and and rough, but you know, gets the job done. Oh yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they're playing for your the Europa League. So they, you know, oh, they wow! I mean, they must have finished like sixth then. Yeah. Damn. Oh, okay. That's so a they, big deal. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They're, they're, yeah. They, they came up. I think they were only promoted a couple of years ago, but they've, yeah, they've come up pretty well. Sean Dyche, good manager. Um, and yeah, yeah. got some. They got some players. Yeah. The, another thing that that was surprising for me in this transfer is that Samuel Leto is doesn't have a team anymore. So he was hired about six months ago from a Turkish team called Konya Sport. Nice. Good job in pronouncing it. Konya Sport, in, for those who don't know, is in Turkey. And apparently, I don't know, like they agreed to release him. You know, he had a two years contract and six months later they decided like in a mutual agreement to finish the contract. Yeah. So now he's looking a place to go. Yeah, oh, I think Samuel Eto'o. Oh, he won I'll everything. Forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget FIFA 08 and just the <laughs> dominance. The strongest striker, a fastest striker. Oh man, he scored everything. Yeah, before the BBC was Messi, Eto'o, and Ronaldinho, right? Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, was? Uh, it. It. Well, first of all, I f- had forgotten that Eto'o was still playing. Uh, I didn't realize that he was still an active player, so th- that's good to hear that he is. Well, he we we hope he remains active. I mean, he's yes. looking for a place to go. Yeah, the, you know that the, the the transfer price is a million euros, so it's very affordable. Yeah, 
That's well, about, that's I know point. somewhere you can go that a lot of aging European players tend to go <laughs> and finish their careers. <laughs> where, where, where is that, Justin? <laughs> Major League Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe. my God. Yeah, the earthquakes. Is, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, yeah. there's been plenty of you know players that have, like Zlatan right now, right? I mean, he's killing it at LA Galaxy. He just had a hat trick. Um, and he's brought <laughs> some, some kind of, you know, some kind of interest in the team that, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, it's just something to consider. I mean, teams would be willing to pay for a name and a talent that's still got some something left in his legs. Um, just saying, could be, could be an opportunity yeah, for him. Yeah, I mean, it would be super fun to see him here. I, yeah. I, I remember the first time I ever saw Eto play, and, you know, it may not be the first time I ever saw him play, but it's definitely the most memorable time that I remember was he was playing for Mallorca and I think he was already he was already sold because I know he spent some time on loan there uh, in the past because uh, oh I, I guess if people don't know uh, Eto's first team in, in football was Real Madrid Eto is a Real Madrid player, he was a youth player at Real Madrid and he um, then joined the first team of Real Madrid and then he went to Mallorca on loan this is around two, year 2000 uh, and then he was sold so he started playing for Mallorca and he played at Mallorca for four seasons anyway, so I'm pretty sure it was one of those seasons that I saw him play against Real Madrid and the, story, the way the story goes is that he had been mistreated at Real Madrid and he had a lot of you know ill feelings towards Real Madrid mm. um, and I'm never going to forget how he scores a goal, beautiful goal against Real Madrid, and he runs around all the way to where the, co- the Real Madrid coach is, and I don't know if he gave him the finger or just smiled, but he did something. Uh, oh my god. It was awesome. Uh, and, he, oh. and, and I think he scored two or three goals in that game, but I mean, he crushed them, and it was like little Mallorca, you know, small team. I mean, Eto literally won everything you know like he was probably one of those successful players that that i know that like in the recent times because he won la liga la copa del rey like super copa de España. he won like the four major like tournaments that a, that a team can win in europe with barcelona and also with inter milan and he, he was he won also the world cup like fifa world cup club club world cup kaka did the same thing pirlo did the same thing where they opened w- up MLS just saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Kaka, Kaka is in Disneyland right now in Orlando <laughs> yeah. that's uh, true yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you know oh go ahead Justin sorry uh, well, I was just going to say speaking of players who have just finished their careers with the club who are prolific African superstars Yaya Torre <laughs> has been released from Manchester City that's so he's right for a new club and he, he's been MLS a while ago <laughs> okay MLS if you're out there you need to sponsor our podcast just to let you know <laughs> if, if you see him switch his Man City shirt for a New York City FC shirt it looks the exact same just different uh, different shield there don't be surprised I can oh, see wow. straight over to MLS um, although honestly he's good enough that he, he's only 35 he could still probably play for um, somebody else it's just I don't know where. Hey, Justin, which team do you support here in the U.S.? Just out of curiosity. Oh, so I live in uh, North Carolina, so we don't actually have a Major League Soccer team. Um, 
I think the closest I would say is Atlanta United, so that's probably the team I follow the closest. Oh. oh. Following the winning team, huh? Yeah, conveniently, <laughs> right? They yeah. taking the league by storm. Yeah, seriously, with our friend Martino. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tata Martino is there. Yeah. So, wow. They well, just look killing it. Oh. I mean, they have a great team. Yeah. Well, just to close this transfer market conversation, you know, Kensuke Honda. I don't know if you guys have heard about Kensuke Honda. He was an intern, he, right? Oh, somewhere? yeah. No, he, he was in Milan, and for out of a miracle, he ended up in Pachuca in Mexico. <laughs> okay. Which I don't know how that happened. And they have uh, money, Sebas. They have money. Yeah, but a, a Japanese player playing in Mexico is super odd, you know, like. It is. Yeah. And then uh, he got transferred also today to Australia. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's going to end his career in Melbourne victory. Oh, Whatever that is. Okay. So yeah. let me tell you, Keisuke Honda was my favorite player of the 2010 World Cup besides Landon Donovan. Wow. Lo- oh, you remember that 2010 World Cup? He was on form. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, he... I think he's one of the few Japanese players that has been able to adapt fully to play in Europe. I, I agree. He because, I, I, yeah, there, there are very few that managed to cope with that pressure and everything, but he definitely did. And he's, uh, I have some, uh, some Japanese friends and I talked to, to them, and he's like a legend in Japan. He's like oh, super yeah. famous. So yeah. Japan is my second national team after America, so I follow Japan closely in the 2010-14 and in this World Cup they were my only team so <laughs> I, I was yeah so it was cool to see him in there getting a couple games I mean I think Kagawa are my two favorite exactly. players I was gonna say that the only thing I know about this topic is that there is a crop of Japanese players in Germany oh yeah um, a, a few of them played there and I'm not sure why that is or how that happened you know I guess the way it usually works is one of them goes there does really well and the other clubs are like oh great let's bring more um, mm-hmm. because for example that's actually what happened with Peruvian players playing in Mexico one of them went there became the top scorer and then they hired like 14 um, yeah so, no, or sometimes like they they have a manager at the home country and they like right. have you know like a scout or something that takes players from a certain sport uh, a certain team as well yeah yeah because i remember for a time many colombian players were in udinense in italy and that was like right. they, they were like about five playing there <laughs> out of the sun and, and that's also where uh, alexis sanchez played in europe first if i remember correctly oh yeah, yeah. that's right mm-hmm. yeah yep he's still staying at manchester united right oh yeah i, I often I, I i often forget he's there to be honest <laughs> Has he that's, played? Did he play well? Uh, he was kind of in, uh, inconsistent his first yeah. uh, half season, but actually that, um, <laughs> sorry, transfer rumors just never stop, right? But uh, Martial and him kind of play in the same role, so yes. there's kind of some debate over whether Martial or Sanchez would get moved, and I think that the the, um, the consensus would be Martial just because he's younger. More, a little more valuable, and he, well, he, he they didn't pay as much for him, right? Because he, right. you know, come early, but um, that's just a player that I know is on radar of Tottenham, Chelsea, PSG, other players too. So, and and did Martial go to the World Cup? No, he was not. Uh, 
Wow. Mm. Man, Fred does a lot of flares. I mean, that, the fact that he didn't even <laughs> join the squad for the, for the campaign. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even there. That's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That just made me get scared a little, to be honest. And yeah. They're, and they're all young. Like, the. Yeah. You know. Marcel is 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Pogba and Griezmann, they're not that old. They're no, in their twenties. What am I Griezmann, doing in my life? Yeah, France has a like the energy and the stamina to to make it to the next two World Cups easily with the very same team. Yeah, and, and win everything. Really, yeah, <laughs> they won the World Cup without even playing their best soccer, and not even really with most of the players not in their primes. No, that's yeah. scary. That's no, just, but scary. you mean you mean because they're young, right? Justin, yeah. not in their prime. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, Mbappe is 19. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's 19. This kid is 19. 19. 19. <laughs> By the way, guys, just wow. really like uh, tiny uh, parentheses. Um, okay. I heard that there is this player, this American kid, playing for a sport in Kansas City. Who debuted in the MLS at 15 years old? Have you heard about that guy, Justin? Um, like just now, right? Uh, like yeah. A couple of uh, weeks ago. Yeah, Gianluca Busio. That's his name. I had forgotten. Where is he from? He is from, I think, North Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Greensboro. Yeah. Gianluca yeah. Busio. Yep, he's 16. Yeah. And oh, that's years good. Years old, playing. That's good. Sporting KC. I yep. mean, it's good. It's good that the MLS try, that they try to look for players outside universities because you know, like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look for players in universities when they are already like twenty-two. Yes. And they have played in a university league, which is not competitive. Like, what kind of what kind of quality that player bring to a professional team? You know, that's what I think well, sometimes when they do that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's not competitive. There is competition in the in the like NCAA, but it is not professional. It is I not mean, at the same level as professional no, soccer. No, it's, it's I mean, not. It's not year round. It's not professional. It is not the same. I mean, uh, if you put if you put Mbappe to play against those college kids, he he can like defeat by himself the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I would say so. This has really been kind of a, uh, I would say a, an issue with U.S. soccer that really we're just kind of now catching on to. I think in the last probably four to five years, realized that we cannot just pull players straight from college take them to MLS and then expect them to be competitive on an international scale at the highest level. So that's why you see players on the U.S. national team now. A lot of them, they are playing for European clubs and they they are, yeah. you know, like Tim Weah plays for Paris Saint-Germain, right? Christian Pulisic playing for Brescia Dortmund. Those guys didn't go to college. They, they're taking this new route, you know, that kind of was paid by the generation before him, before them, where you had guys like uh, Jeff Cameron, Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, um, Landon Donovan, first in, some other players that, you know, ended up going to Europe. And that was really the first crop of U.S. players that went to Europe that were successful enough and that were, you know, showing the way. And that plus just the way the international game yep. has, has grown in the U.S. and you get soccer on, you know, American TVs now. And just all of that, I think, is, is, is impacting this. But I think you're right. I think 
we're realizing that there are multiple avenues to success and to, to fielding a team of competitive 22 players, but the, the most traditional sense and the way of grooming a player from the time they're 12, 13, 14 years old, putting them in academy and having them play soccer full-time then, that's the best way to get them ready for the, the big boys at the international level. So that's 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 an amazing yeah. point because, you know, Sebas, last, in the, on the last episode we were talking about institutionality and how there's a lot of corruption in South America and there's not a lot of infrastructure because of that because just, you know, like projects start, they stop and people move on, they go to jail <laughs> or, or whatever, right? Um, but I was reading the story of this guy, Gianluca Busio, and, you know, he was always amazing at every team he went to and, you know, something that I think in America people take for granted, which is an extraordinary thing that you, that you have, is that as I'm reading this story, I hear this kid played in his school. Then he played for another team. And then he was so good that there was this other team that he could go play at. And my point being that there is like all of these institutions and, and, you know, there was like an MLS youngsters team in in yep. the in in North Carolina um, you know that is all built so you can groom and pick talent and look at this kid i mean 16 years old yeah. in MLS i mean that's amazing it's just that i think it would be good to see soccer in the united states a little bit different because it is not it shouldn't be seen as a franchise as the other ones because this is an international sport you know like you don't have i mean you can have football and baseball and basketball franchises because they don't play internationally so basically you can tailor that to the u.s and to the american needs but soccer should be seen more like the olympics you know for example in america is really successful in for example gymnastics right but if you see the age of the gymnastics that the u.s sent to the olympics they're always like from what to, uh, teenagers. for they are teenagers so with soccer should be Kind of like a similar approach, I think. So you know, what? Yeah, you're right. Nah. So something, something the MLS has done actually in the last few years is they created these homegrown academies. That's right. Where yeah. mm -hmm. each team has their own homegrown set of players from that area. They groom, they build, they compete, they get up to. And actually, the best example of this is DeAndre Yedlin. He was from Seattle. He was brought up in the Sounders Academy. He played, you know, in. Uh, the Sounders organization for a while, played in MLS for a bit, and then he got on the U.S. national team stage, and then in 2014 showed in the World Cup how talented he could be, and then immediately signs a deal and goes and plays in Europe, right? So now he's playing for Newcastle full-time. That's kind of, I think, the ideal example of the I, way yeah. you want to develop an American player, is you get them to the point where they're good enough in MLS that they can be bought by a team in, in uh, Europe. And, yeah. and I think that the other big thing just I mean we definitely shouldn't deep dive into this topic because we're going to no, be here we could have a whole, a whole all podcast night. about this yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> uh, honestly a few episodes but what I have to say too is that um, just to kind of close this there's also the sense of you know yes you can be amazing in America and be a great soccer player but to be great unfortunately you know, however you look at it you still need to go to Europe to be amazing yep. and to prove yourself. Right. And I think yeah. more more American kids, because there's a lot of talent here. Um, you know, I expect this kid Busio to go to Europe. That's kind of my point. Oh, I think <laughs> at some so. point, you know, like it, yeah, he's talented enough so. to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and that's yeah, and we're okay. We we're now to the point where we're okay with that. I don't think we really understood that for a while, and we kind of just thought, oh, you know, whatever, soccer Europe, they have their thing, we have ours. But I think we're right. now 
the the gap is being bridged. Soccer is so much bigger now than it was. So many more players kind of are engaged in that, and fans and people understand that you know Europe is where you're going to make your career as a soccer player at the highest yeah. level, and that's that's okay. That's how it works. Yeah. 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 At least for a time, maybe eventually the US yeah. will become something more bigger than than what it is now. Which, yeah. I, but many things have to change for that to happen. Mm, yeah. You know, like for example, like the Concacaf and many changes in the. <laughs> you are really bringing. You are bringing no, up all no. the big topics <laughs> to me. No, <laughs> no, like no we we need we need to sit down one of these days and make a pod, a three hours podcast about this. Thing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But no, not, not today, not today. Let's, so, uh, let's transition over to um, yeah. we have looking forward to this weekend, which for me specifically <laughs> is the start of the Premier League season. So let me ask this again. Oh, hi, Justin. What are you going to do this weekend? <laughs> I'm going to be watching soccer, watching Premier League action for the first time since May, and I'm, ex I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Well, well, the, well the, we had the community chill, right, last weekend. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> we called that action. We did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's like a warm-up guys yeah it's a warm-up yeah 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 so like, a, like a sampler right like yeah <laughs> <laughs> try it if you like yeah um two, two, two point i think one point about that is that aguero scored his 200 goal with yes. manchester city yep. oh, mm -hmm. and I, he scored two so 201 now uh i think he's the top scorer for manchester city ever justin yep I think is. that's right. Yep. Um, so that's amazing. And I, you know, I think Justin, you were talking about how uh, just really quickly, Joe Hart was the goalie for Manchester City when they won that uh, Premier League, right? And if I remember correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and even if I'm wrong, I don't care because this was awesome. Um, that was the match in which Aguero scored that goal mm -hmm. in the last second. 106th minute. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you and I were roommates back then. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so long ago. <laughs> that was amazing. I, you know, that guy. I cannot believe he's been there. You know, all this time. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so 201 goals this week. That's you know definitely very surprising because you know in the Premier League they change players constantly. Yeah. In, yeah. Like, within the league, that happens a lot. I'm very surprised that I mean, he lasted that long. You could see clearly, as of right now, that Man City is shoulders and head above everybody else. I mean, I think. I mean, look where they finished last season. They were so many points ahead. They were, I mean... God, it was a joke. The end of it. It, it was a joke. I'm sorry. And they, it was a joke. And they didn't lose anybody. I mean, no. I guess besides Yaya Torre, but I mean, come on. Like, and, and they only... Did they only get uh, Maris? Uh, Richard Maris? Uh Riyad, yes, Justin? they added. They yes, he was their main signing. But I mean, if if the only player you're adding is arguably one of the top three or four best right wingers in the Premier League, I mean, you're gonna be okay. Like they they are just they're bought into Pep's system. They have the the players that can really push the ball forward and they're that high press that he likes to do. I mean, they're just they're they're the team to be in the Premier League. I don't think there's any question right now. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be rough. Well, they have like a great coach. Guardiola now has another, even if it is the Community Shield. I mean, that's a, a trophy. You know, that's something. It is a trophy, yeah. Sebas. It is a trophy. <laughs> and he, my goodness, this guy is super successful. I think <laughs> he's very young. I think Guardiola is is heading to be one of the greatest coach of all times. Yeah, he you know? definitely is. I mean, oh, yeah. he started with a bang too, so it's kind of unfair. He started with such, you know 
success already with Barcelona. It was amazing to see and change the game too. Yeah, but but look at Jose Mourinho. He also had the resources. He also has the great team. He has the greatest stadium. He has all the support from Manchester United. And look what he has achieved. You know, like not much, not much, right? Compared to Guardiola, so yeah, for sure. Sometimes not. It's not only money and resources. So, sometimes it's the talent you have. I agree, and so because of that, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens in the Champions League this season. To see how Guardiola's Manchester City pans out. To see what happens with Juventus. I honestly cannot wait to see what happens there. Uh, and Real Madrid now they're losing their players and Barcelona that signed Vidal, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, anyway, so that's going to be fun. Um, a couple of so the uh, three matches we wanted to discuss briefly, guys, was Manchester City Le- Leicester. Sorry, Manchester United Leicester, yep. Manchester City Arsenal. Yes. And I think we should start with this one because it's the most fun to me. Liverpool West Ham. Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. All three. All three. Are be <laughs> all three. Really fun to watch. Give them all. Give me them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just for me quickly Liverpool West Ham I'm just excited to see Liverpool I'm excited to oh see what yeah. they they can do with this new team with the new goalie thank God um, and West oh, yes. Ham with Pellegrini just yes. excited yeah. to see what happens there yeah, yes. Pellegrini who comes back from China yep I don't know why he did that he took a sabbatical in China like you know like he wanted to make money guys <laughs> yeah oh yeah and he made it he came back which is good <laughs> yep oh yeah I can't wait to see I'm to me, Liverpool, they just have that attack, and I'm curious as to how much more confidently they can play now, that they know they have a back line, and a, or at least a somewhat competent back line, and a goalkeeper that they think is going to be, you know, someone they can rely on from game to game, right? Because if you have that, then you could push even more forward, they can continue exactly. to play that yeah. attacking style more risks. Too, that, that Klopp wants them to play, and to me... They're the team that's going to challenge Man City the most. Yep, um, I, I think so too. Is Salah still is he still, is Salah playing or is he injured? Ooh. Because he was kind of injured in the World Cup, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if he's still like in conditions. I don't know. That will be interesting we'll have, to see. We'll have to see. We'll see this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's fine. I think he played in the International Champions Cup. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't think he's got any issues. Yep. Uh, uh, right now. The the Arsenal Manchester City is going to be fun too, just to see the champion and and a good team that I think is getting back together and to see Unai Emery's first game oh, as yeah. a yeah. Ars- as national coach. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you look at kind of like if you look at that game, that's kind of like the the definition of two teams that one has jumped up to the top and one has fallen to kind yeah, of for sure. the, yeah. the, to the lengths that Arsenal has. So it's kind of like Arsenal's basically rebuilt this offseason. They need—I mean, they had to, right? They—they they really they needed to let go of Wagner, and they finally did. And you know, they brought yeah, some, they, some players in, and they needed to do that years ago. I think Wagner was there for so long <laughs> that I think he did more harm than actually what he actually helped the team at the end. Yep. Um, yeah. And the last thing is definitely the Manchester United Leicester City just see how Mourinho does this season how it starts and I think that game is Friday if I remember correctly yes so we get to start our Premier League season on Friday afternoon nice so that, <laughs> that'll be a uh, great way to get get into the weekend and to enjoy summer hours that's right <laughs> exactly just see how I'm being able to sleep <laughs> he's very excited waiting he's for very excited oh, yeah. he's the one so, that told me that the Premier League starts this, this weekend yeah man <laughs> So, 
Yeah, I think Lester. I mean, you guys remember Lester's miracle run not too yeah. long ago. Oh yeah. Um, and really, the team now kind of just looks a lot different. You know, it does. Mares was really their last player yeah. that they held on to for so long, even though there was a lot of you know argument there about him leaving, and they finally let him go. Um, Vardy's still there, so I guess you got you got Vardy, but. Leicester really, they still have the talent that they could finish, you know, the top ten, I maybe even higher. Um, I hope so. I hope so. It was a, it was a nice story, for sure. It was. Um, but yeah. yeah, it'll be, and to see that contrasting with Mourinho and how is he going? Who's he going to play? Where is he going to play him? You know, how some of these players that had long World Cups, you know, yeah, including Lukaku and some of their French players. Um, Pogba, how are they going to do? Like, are yep. they going to be fresh? I mean, because when you really think about it, it, the Premier League can come down to a final week of the season thing, so you can't really give up points. And to have a top six matchup this early in the season, it's going to be a, a big test. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yep, it's it's very exciting. I think it's going to be a fun weekend, so we'll definitely have to talk about it next week when, when we meet again, guys. Um, I think that's all the time we have for today, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Justin, for joining us. Hopefully, uh, we keep this going. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. It's been fun. Uh, yep. Yeah, thank you, right. guys, and I guess we'll see you. We'll see everyone next week. All right. Bye. All right.